Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 66 for Thursday, the first week of Lent. Episode 66 for Thursday, the first week of Lent, Lent 2021. So we're going to do the readings for that day. And uh, if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. It'll be a great help. So let's begin with the act of contrition in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, Please pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrielesion, Kyrielesion, Kyrielesion. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kyrielesion, Kyrielesion, Kyrielesion. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. May God bless uh, these readings and may God open the hearts and minds of, of, of all of us during this Lent. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Queen of Heaven, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Jerome, pray for us. St. Peter and Paul, and all holy apostles pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Plus St. Michael the Archangel. Amen. All right. So um, we're moving along in our uh, Lent. So uh, let me begin with the entrance antiphon. is from Psalm 5, verse 2 to 3. To my words, give ear, O Lord, give heed to my sighs, attend to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. To my words, give ear, O Lord, give heed to my sighs, attend to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. To my words, give ear, O Lord, give heed to my sighs, attend to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. To my words, give ear, O Lord, give heed to my sighs, attend to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, let's begin with our reading for Thursday, first week of Lent. And it's going to be, ah, we're getting the book of Esther. All right, let's begin. Okay, a reading from the book of Esther. Queen Esther, seized with mortal anguish, had recourse to the Lord. She lay prostrate upon the ground, together with her handmaids, from morning until evening, and said, O God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, blessed are you. Help me, who am alone, and have no help but you. For I am taking my life in my hands. As a child, I used to hear from the books of my forefathers that you, O Lord, always free those who are pleasing to you. Now help me who am alone and have no one but you, O Lord, my God. And now come to help me an orphan. Put my, put my mouth 
put in my mouth persuasive words in the presence of the lion and turn his heart to hatred for our enemy so that he and those who are, who are in league with him may perish. Save us from the hand of our enemies. Turn our mourning into gladness and our sorrow into wholeness. A reading from the book of Esther, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, it's um, the chapter C because he is, this is from the Greek version of Esther. Uh, I don't know why they number it this way, but it's uh, chapter C. They have, uh, there's a Hebrew version, which is a shorter. I should have started from the beginning. And then there's a Greek version, which adds to the chapter and kind of adds more, uh, I guess you can say, um, it, it, it makes sense certain things that happen. I mean, it's a, it's actually pretty good. I think people should read the whole thing. I, you know, I don't know why Protestants would have a smaller chapter, but it adds, it adds more substance to the story. All right, let's go on again. Let's read it one more time. I'm reading from the book of Esther. Queen Esther, seized with mortal anguish, had recourse to the Lord. She lay prostrate upon the ground together with her handmaids from morning until evening and said, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, blessed are you. Help me who am alone and have no help but you, for I am taking my life in my hands. As a child, I used to hear from the books of my forefathers forefathers that you O lord always free those who are pleasing to you now help me who am alone and and have no one but you O lord my god and now come to help me an orphan put in my mouth persuasive words in the presence of the lion and turn his heart to hatred for our enemies so that he and those who are in league with him may may perish save us from the hand of our enemies and turn our mourning into gladness and our sorrow into wholeness the word of the lord thanks be to god so this is part of the exile story um uh persia conquered babylon the Babylon, Babylonians supposedly didn't put much of a resistance. Now, uh, the Israelites, this is part of the seven-year exile. The Israelites now are at the whim of the uh, of the Persians. And they're no longer controlling themselves. Now they're going to be basically empires. Babylon. Persia. Next will be Greece. Afterward will be uh, Rome. They're no longer in charge of themselves. They're that now, in many ways, they're actually a picture of of the Christian of the Church. They've always have been a picture of the Church, because we ourselves, uh, we don't have an empire. We don't have a country. When there's no Christian country, I mean, we had Byzantium, but then now, uh, we've you know we sort of like, we are also at the whim of empires in a sense. We're among the nations. Esther is a picture and representation, both the church and the blessed mother. She, she became queen. She's, uh, I think she had another name. Um, 
also I, I have spent very little with the book of Esther, unfortunately. Um, but that story, the, the holiday called Purim, they've had enemies, enemies as always that wanted to destroy them. They hated them. Uh, the Jewish people um, had many enemies. We Christians have many enemies. We are spiritual Semites. We're spiritual Jews. And, you know, we we believe in the God of Israel. We believe in the scriptures of the, of the Hebrew prophets. Uh, Jesus Christ is our Savior, himself a Jew. We are Jews. We are, we're spiritual Jews. We're spiritual Semites. And we we always need to be aware of that. You know, the Jews are Jews in spirit and body because of the of their inheritance. We are Jews by the spirit and the body of Christ. And we are the olive branch that has been grafted to the to the cultivated branch, which is Israel. And you know, she here look at here, she's pleading, pleading. With her and her handmaids, they remain all night in prayer because there is someone who wants to destroy them. She pleads the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, blessed are you, help me, who am alone and have no help but you, for I'm taking my life in my hands. As a child, I used to hear from the books of my forefathers that you, O Lord, always free those who are pleasing to you. Now help me who am alone and have no one but you, O Lord, my God. Beautiful prayer. A, a, a prayer from the heart. Now come to help me. I am an orphan. Put in my mouth persuasive words in the presence of the lion. Okay, she's referring, um, I'm assuming she's a referring to the king of Persia. Uh, and turn his heart to hatred for our enemy. The one who wants to, uh, the, the Persian who want, who's pleading to try to get the king to kill them. Save us from the hand of our enemies and turn our mourning into gladness and our sorrow into wholeness. This is how we should pray. I wish we can get a bishop or someone to pray like this. This is how we we should pray against 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 our enemies who tr who want to destroy us, against those who want to take away our rights. God God will answer our prayers. I mean, I don't want to destroy. I don't want the death of any anyone. I don't want to destruction anyone. But to to get to get rid of these people who want to push for abortion, they're wicked, evil people. People who are pushing for transgenderism are evil and wicked people. People who want to take away our civil rights. These bishops who subvert our faith and, and, and hijack our faith and want to turn us into sodomites who want to hand over the blessed sacrament to perverts. Unfortunately, it also happens to be in the hands of perverted bishops. This is, this, we should pray for the liberation of the church. The church is under captivity. In many ways, it's under a sodomite captivity, a Babylonian captivity. We, our church is under a, sodom, a, a sodomite, homosexual captivity. This is bad. It shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be this way. And unfortunately, it is. And we need to acknowledge we need to acknowledge it. When our church is under captivity and there's evil, much evil spreads throughout the whole world. 
And unfortunately, many people have lost their faith. Many people have fell into molestation, rape by, by, by homosexual priests, and cover up by, by corrupt bishops and corrupt politicians and corrupt Catholics, perverted Catholics who have done this. Jesus predicted this would happen, and it did. And, you know, we need liberation. We need a freedom from these perverts. And we need to be free so we can be a holy church and preach the gospel with no shame and with boldness. All right, let's move on to the next one. It's going to be Psalm 138. All right, Psalm 138. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Psalm 138. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart, for you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Because of your kindness and your truth, for you have made great, great above, for you have made great above all things, your name and your promise. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Your right hand saves me. The Lord will complete what he has done for me. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. One more time, we'll read it. Psalm 138. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart, for you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Because of your kindness and your, and your truth, for you have made great, great above all things your name and your promise. When I called, you answered me. You build up strength within me. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Your right hand saves me. The Lord will complete what he has done for me. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Okay, we'll read it one more time. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Psalm 138. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart, for you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Because of your kindness and your truth, for you have made great above all things your name and your promise. When I called you, you when I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. Your right hand saves me. The Lord will complete what he has done for me. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. Lord, on the day I called for help, you answered me. It's a beautiful, beautiful psalm. All the psalms are beautiful. 
you know, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart, for you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. In the presence of angels. That would be fantastic. It would be fantastic to, to, to be there. I mean, we see that in the book of Revelation. The angels, John witnesses the saints and the angels giving praise, singing praise. Because of your kindness and your truth, for you have made great, uh, you, for you have made great above all things, your name and your promise. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me, confidence, strength within me, confidence. If we really, I think, truly, with the sacrament and with much prayer, God always strengthens us the way he's done it for the apostles, the way he's done it for David, the way he's done it for Abraham. None of them were all perfect. None of them were perfect people. All of them have had problems because they were real people. Your right hand saves me. The Lord will complete what he has done for me. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. God never forsakes. He always, he he always keeps his promise. He always looks over us. The truth is he will always, we're made in the image and likeness of God. And this is important. We have to remember he will strengthen us. He will give us the, 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 the strength we need. He will increase our faith if we beg him. The other day I watched a movie, Samson. It was a, a, a probably a New, Zealand, New Zealander film. But Samson was a man who struggled with his with himself, a, a man who was blessed from his youth with supernatural strength. The answer, God was answering the pagans. Samson was like an answer to the pagan myths of Hercules and Perseus. And Samson comes along and he's just unstoppable. But at the same time, he struggled. He struggled with his body. He struggled with his with his own lusts. He wanted to go out and do what he wanted to do. And it was only after tragedy that he's forced to finally face what he was born to what he was born to do. And that was to protect his people, to be a judge for his people. But, you know, Samson, unfortunately, you know, his weakness was women. And but still, in the end, when he finally was caught, when he finally gave, he had he willingly gave the secrets, uh, the um, the covenant, his locks, his long hair braided into seven locks, was his strength. It was his covenant. Seven is a covenant number, and then when it was cut off by Delilah, he 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 lost his strength. But he gained it back again after when he was caught and the Philistines blinded him and tortured him. And he was a, he's a type figure of a Christ. Eventually what happened was he realized the best thing for him to do was, was submit himself completely to his God so that he can be a, go, a good servant of God. But unfortunately, that wasn't that wasn't what he saw. And he, it was it was hard for him. He only took it, understood it in the end. When he couldn't see visual, he couldn't see faith visually. When he had sight, he could only see faith. When it was taken away from him, he was blinded. He he lost his uh, physical strength. He needed to gain back spiritual strength in order to gain back the strength to do what he had to do in the end. And the Philistine 
palace or temple. And then that's when it happened. He gained back his strength and the Holy Spirit came upon him. It was the Holy Spirit that came upon him. People, pagans saw the power of God in a man. In the future, they will see God in man, incarnate. And that's what that's what uh, what we have now. We have God in man, Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate. All right, let's move on. All right, the gospel. Um, the verse before the gospel is from Psalm fifty-one. A clean heart create for me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation. A clean heart create for me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation. A clean heart create for me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 7 to 12. Everyone who asks, receives. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 7 to 12. Jesus said to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son, hand a, his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread, or a snake when he asks for a fish? If you then who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, one more time. A clean heart create for me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation. A clean heart create for me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation. A clean heart create for me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 7 to 12. Everyone who asks receives. Jesus said to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread, or a snake when he asks for a fish? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. Okay, one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 7 and 12. Jesus said to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would, would hand his son a stone when he asked for a loaf of bread, 
or a snake when he asked for a fish. If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is a great uh, a great passage. It brings to mind um, a movie of the life of Christ. One of the, uh, it was from 19, I believe 1963. Uh, the King of Kings. Uh, beautiful, colorful, uh, has the best Sermon on the Mountain scene. Um, it's more of expressive. I think they filmed it in Spain because for some reason Spain was a, a cheaper time, a country to film at the time, and they had some nice biblical sets. But it ha- it had a very beautiful uh, sermon on the mountain. I mean, really, really beautiful sermon on the mountain. Um, they did a fantastic job. It didn't have a lot of miracles. Um, didn't have the resurrection of Lazarus. It's if anything, I would say the Jesus of Nazareth was probably the best. Although the greatest story ever told had a also a very dramatic resurrection of Lazarus. Max Van Sydow played the role of Jesus. It wasn't it was long and they filmed it, you can tell, out west in the Grand Canyon. It, a lot of the scenes were very much not from the Holy Land, not not what it looked like in the Holy Land. Spain, probably the 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 landscape of Spain where they filmed uh, King of Kings, looked a little closer to the Holy Land, you know. But still, uh, the scene with they use uh, Handel's Messiah in the greatest story ever told was nice. But I have to say that. The, the one with Jeffrey Hunter, King of Kings, still is probably the best Sermon on the Mountain. It's a very beautiful Sermon on the Mount, the way it was done. This, the words here that we have, you, you will hear them in the King of Kings. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And then he continues. He uses this line. Which one of you who hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread or a snake when he asks for a fish? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. <clears throat> it's it's very interesting. I like, I always thought that was very beautiful. He's talking about prayer. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. It. I find that so beautiful. 
it's very simple and very beautiful. And it's like, it just, it comforts you. He's telling us, he's saying to us, pray, pray with a sincere heart. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, seek the truth, seek the answer and you will find it. And the knock, and he, Jesus, how many times Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door. How many times have he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the gate to the Father. How many times he has said this to us. And it, this is the most intimate part that I think, with all honesty, if you read it, It just goes right into the heart. It goes right into your very depth of your being. Jesus said to his disciples, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf or a loaf of bread? Or a snake when he asks for a fish. If you then who are wicked, sometimes it's translated evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good things to those who ask Him? He gives you the answer right there. And He's talking to, to these, you know, I mean, we know there are harsh people. I mean, my goodness, um, a gangster treats his kids good. He shows love and he treats them good. I mean, I know I'm not trying to canonize a gangster. I'm not trying to canonize these evil, wicked people. But we know there are people who do that. Dictators spoil their kids. Horrible monsters, dictators who kill millions of people of their own people have spoiled their kids with, with, with gifts. And we're amazed by it and we're scandalized by it. But the thing is, we don't put enough faith in God. Because we think to ourselves, look how evil everything is. Look how the wicked get away with things. Yeah, they get away. They get away because there's no faith. They get away because people don't pray. They get away because people think evil is stronger than good. They get away because we have cold, insipid faith, indifferent, lukewarm, and to the point we're just cold. We think good is weak and we think evil is strong because that's what we're thinking. That's what we think in our own hearts. And we spread it like a disease among us. We should, we have to stop that. It's very simple and very beautiful. And that's why it's so difficult for some people to accept. I'm going to read it one more time. Jesus said to his disciples, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, a door will be opened. Which one of you 
Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread, or a snake when he asks for a fish? If you then who are wicked know how to give good, good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. <clears throat> this is something, a passage that you should ponder. I mean, look what we have here. Go back a little bit. Psalm 138. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart, for you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship you at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. Because of your kindness and your truth, for you have made great above all things your name and your power. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. See? And then here we go back to Esther. Queen Esther, seized with mortal anguish, had recourse to the Lord. She lay prostrate upon the ground together with her handmaids from morning until evening and said, O God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, blessed are you. Help me who am alone and have no help but you, for I am taking my life in my hands. As a child, I used to hear from the books of my forefathers that you, O Lord, always free those who are pleasing to you. Now help me who am alone and have no one but you, O Lord, my God. Ask and you will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. See? And now come to help me, an orphan. Put in my mouth persuasive words, sorry, in the presence of the lion and turn his heart to hatred for our enemy so that he and those who are in league with him, meaning the enemy, may perish, save us from the hand of our enemies, turn our mourning into gladness and our sorrow into wholeness. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. It's all there. It's all there. Okay, so um, we're going to end it now. Um, let's say on our Father, a Hail Mary and a St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. Queen of Heaven, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Jerome, pray for us. St. Ambrose, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. All holy apostles, Peter, Paul, John, 
Thomas, Mary Magdalene, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. Okay, folks, I'll be back with um, Friday's uh, readings. Okay, I hope I didn't get confused. I know this is Thursday, so it's Friday's readings. Okay, God bless.